Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew. Carrie, Eddie, and Bob wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome back. It is the first edition of the Eskridge Lexus podcast, post-game podcast from the road uh, of all places, uh, Los Angeles. Well, Pasadena to be exact, or Monrovia somewhere. Monrovia. Let's get a little uh, accuracy there. Monrovia. <laughs> Mon- Monrovia. Monrovia. Eddie, our vocal expert now. Uh, I'm I'm a survivor, Carrie. <laughs> we all <Okay>. are survivors. <laughs> My God, what happened tonight? I, have I mean, no other idea. than a football game. Other than the football game, we're leaving the stadium tonight. Uh, we park over in Lot K. If you're familiar with the Rose Bowl over there, and. It's the we side by the press box. It's basically by the just a box, giant yeah. parking lot over there. And we walk out, and we're in the car. We're driving away, probably 200 feet from us, gunshots bang, ring bang, out. Bang, bang, it's bang, bang, like, bang. It was like we were in the first 48. <laughs> gunshots ring the wire. out. Gunshots ring out from the Rose Bowl. That was uh, insane. Well, and it was like, you guys, I was like, was you that said, gunfire? You said, that's gunshots. And, like, we joked about it. It was like, oh. But, but like... And I look, I've shot guns. I think it was nine millimeter because it had to be coming from a clip. And so I've, I'm used to that sound, but not outside, like in a gun range more so. But I was like, guys, I think that's gunfire. And you were like, oh, I don't know. It's like, I, I, no. I'm from Northwest and, Oklahoma but, City. I don't hear I mean, gunshots. I'm just waiting for something <laughs> to start ricocheting off of our rental car. I, I mean, mean, I just I, I read Jason was... Kersey's story about Buki's brother dying this weekend. And I'm thinking. Oh my God! Bob is gonna be Buki's brother. Wait a minute! Why he had, me? Well, he I'll, was in the passenger seat, wasn't he? Yeah, I'll put it this way: I hope everybody's okay over there. And uh, it looks like there was a a, sh- a shooting and a stabbing yeah, was I reported by so. one of the L.A. Times reporters. Would have been pretty cool for street cred if one of us would have gotten ricocheted. Not just, like just injured, grazed, grazed. Yes. Yeah. Great story. Maybe get a little money out of it. Not like you know, hit in the jugular, holding my hand on it, bleeding oh, no. profusely. I don't need. A, I don't need carry in the rental car supplying a tourniquet to my neck. By the way, I the irony of this uh, Eskridge Lexus post game podcast is that we were given a BMW. Uh, sorry, Ed. At the uh, the the Hertz uh, Rent Center, it'll never happen again. It's no, it's, it's not that I mean, like. It's a shitty it's car. A shitty We're car. Lexus people. Like, We're yeah, Lexus people. the Lexus is so much better. It's not even funny. Like, I'm not. I my first car was a BMW. I always thought I wanted to get you know grow up and get another Fancy one. Fancy boy. It was a light. Well, it was a cheap shitty one. It was a 1984. 
like 320i or something like that. So it was very like today it'd be like a rich guy would drive that and it'd be like, you know, funny. Be like chic. It'd be like, oh, it'd be, that's he, ironic. He, he's had that for 25 years. He drives it every Sunday. You can't find him. Any, I've tried to find him anyway. Uh, no, but once I started driving Lexus, I have no desire for And after this rental car, I'm all Lexus. Signed, sealed, delivered. So, uh, anyway, Rose Bowl, Oklahoma, plays UCLA. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Bob had a really good gamer, I thought, on this. Uh, and I don't know if I had at all influenced this on the drive-in because we were driving in that giant parking lot in Park K, and I kind of thought for a moment that I was Paul Walker testing my car out at, you know, Dodger Stadium. <laughs> just I was going to just gun it. He hasn't made any movies lately. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't mess with Paul Walker. He's a saint. Don't mess with Paul Walker in Los Angeles, California. What's wrong with you? Bad boy. Uh, so, but Bob, Fast and Furious, that was your uh, one of your headlines. Yeah, it was. I wasn't sure where I was going with that, but I was just saying, it's just, this is how they do things right now. They get off huge start on offense and on defense, and, and it's like, you couldn't diagram it any better than the how yeah. they've started the last couple of games. And we were talking about this. I was kind of plotting it out. I, I wish I had my notebook. It's in there uh, if you want to look, Bob, for me. But, uh, you know, the, the Houston game, South Dakota game, this game, the disparity at the end of the first quarter in total yardage, like this team gets up. And I didn't ask Lincoln this question. I should have, but I believe two out of the three times they've taken, they've won the toss and taken the ball. Yes, this year. back-to-back weeks. Yeah. That so is, yeah. That is, I mean, it's obviously a part of their plan is they want to get out, score, pile up the yardage, uh, get the defense, you know, getting a three and out here or there, maybe a couple of them back-to-back, and really kind of, you know, putting their foot on a team's neck to start the game. Getting that sep- that uh, separation that maybe sometimes they didn't have last year and it was always a one-score game. It It is interesting because – They've won the toss back-to-back weeks and not no deferring, none of that. They want the ball, and they've shown exactly why they want it. Jalen Jalen Hurts becomes the first Oklahoma quarterback to ever rush for 100 yards or more in the opening quarter of a game, and obviously 99 of that comes on the first series of the game. He had four rushes for 99 yards. Uh, capped by the Which what was ridiculous. it like thirty, 30 yard thirty yard sprint 30, down the thirty yard field, yeah. touchdown to begin the game, so it was it was pretty impressive, and I think that's good for the offensive line. I mean, there were so many question marks going into this week as far as you know the left tackle situation, which I still think is probably a little unclear as Eric far Swinson as what they started. Yeah, I mean, how did it look from above? Because it, it, it didn't seem like there was too much out there. I know Tyrese Robinson had it the two like holding penalties. It looked like Tyrese Robinson was getting a bunch of penalties. Yeah, That's he had, the, like he had from the, two, above. the two holding penalties there. Uh, but they were able to overcome. And, you know, I, I think that from a, I guess, a macro look at the entire game, it's everything that you wanted. Is that the right word? Is no, that the right word? No, it seems wording? like every time it's late at night and you get tired, you start talking about macro looks do and I, micro looks. Yeah, that's a that's a... That is a thread that's common through the post-game pod for some reason. And it always seems like Use it's on the road. Use big words. Just macro. Macro. Uh-huh. Big picture. Big, big picture. picture. We'll just settle with big picture. I think they got everything they wanted out yeah. of it tonight. Well, and it was odd. And, and it's just been odd because I think a lot of people... Here's kind of my thing about this team and, and the way people view it. Because I'm on Twitter. I'm on the I'm running the Scoop account during the game. I'm, I'm looking at mentions, which I shouldn't do because it's a bad way to watch the game. To, and not bad because 
I, I don't appreciate fans' feedback, but getting every little piece of complaining, uh, you know, if someone gives up a first down, it's like the world ends and someone has to claim that Alex Grinch is a failure and they need to do something else because of one play, and you're just like, this is completely... Uh, this is tampering. Like it's it's completely messing up my view of the game. Listening to some of this stuff, like and I just need to watch the game and judge for myself what I'm seeing. So here's what I take from it today, and and the fans are going to have to come to some understanding on this. And and Bob, feel free to jump in here. Alex Grinch is never going to play one player from the beginning of the game to the end of the game every snap. He wants to substitute. He wants to play a lot of bodies. He wants guys, he wants that not only to refresh guys and make it so they can play as hard as they can when they're in the game, but the other part, and this is the part that's hard to understand, he wants to be able for guys to compete for more reps. Just like today, Patrick Fields didn't have that great of a game. All nope. of a sudden, Justin Broyles comes in and he gets a big breakup on fourth down. And I, I didn't. I mean, people are arguing with me on whether the guy dropped it or he broke it up, and then his mom sent like the crying emoji, and I had no idea what was going on. They got off the field, okay? They, on fourth down, they forced yeah. a punt. <laughs> yeah, they forced why, why the Why does it matter how they got off the field? So, but I mean, that's a, Justin Broyles is a perfect example, a guy that that was waiting his turn, finally got to come in, and he played really well when Pat Fields didn't have a great night. How about Kenneth Murray coming out in like the third series of the game? And they put Brian Mead in. He made it a tackle immediately. Well, and that's the thing. People are like. You know, not they're, they're all over me on Twitter. Like, what's wrong with Kenneth yeah, Murray? What's wrong with Kenneth Murray? People are we hurt. Did the they're same not thing hurt. with Creed Humphrey last week. Like, this is just what they do. They take starters out and they put other guys in. It. I I forget what the exact wording was, but you asked Alex Grinch about it after the game, and it was he almost wants everybody to feel uneasy about their position in the starting in the roster or in yeah. the depth chart as far mm -hmm. as he wants to develop a culture of competition. Yeah, and I achievement think and competition is what a culture of achievement and competition is what he called instead it. Instead of entitlement. Entitled yes, that's what it was. Right. That's what it was, Bob. And I I I love that ideology. Like how could you not want something like that? And is it a macro ideology? Uh, I don't know yet. We'll have to we'll have to stew on <laughs> that one. We'll have to put that I in the I think it's more uh, of a micro ideology, isn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Give me another hour and I'll come okay. back to you. I really feel like we're drinking. Like it just seems like we're drink, but we're not drinking. Well, it feels like it's five twenty-four in the morning, or three twenty-four in the morning. Excuse me, Which but it it's is. actually Which one. It is. Well, it's one twenty-four out here, but it's yeah. three thirty back home. So, okay, so I hate the West Coast. I mean, overall, we haven't talked about the stats tonight. I mean, Oklahoma's offense—they almost had five hundred yards at halftime. Can I throw this one out sure. at you because Let's this go. is insane to me? Do it. Jalen Hurts had 141 rushing yards in the first half tonight. Mm -hmm. That's the most ever by an OU quarterback in the opening half of a game. Never once had 99 did Charles on the Thompson first drive. or Jamel Holloway. <laughs> like, I would have thought for sure one of those wishbone quarterbacks, uh, you know, who Jack Mildred, whoever, would have had 140 yards at some point. In the first half yeah, of the game, I, you know that's insane. It shows you how many more. And we're snaps sitting here shitting on the game. offense about like, or not us, us three, but you know, you talk to Jalen Hurts or Lincoln Riley, and like, we want more out of this offense. Right. It's like, geez, <laughs> I don't know what else you guys want. Yeah, you're you're only you know setting a record in the NCAA for every time you snap the ball, uh, you're getting a first down. Like you're averaging a first <laughs> down every time you snap the ball. More than what you need for a first down. Yeah, it's like eleven point something. But, I, look, I mean, it just kind of – and Alex Grinch said, you know, they do this on offense, too. Like, today, 
Like, you watch the team offensively, and you're like, I was doing it today. I was like, well, I want Jaden Hazelwood in there more. Like, put him in there. And then, you know, when Rambo was in there, like, where, where's Rambo? And then, if C, you know, CD's almost always on the field. But, uh, you you know, you want Calcaterra. You want Lee Morris. It's like, you always want to see. I mean, running backs, you want to see more Kennedy Brooks if you haven't been seeing Lee him. Morris is alive. He is he alive. Is. First two catches of the year. Uh, I tell you what, let's just do this real quick. Uh, let us go to the uh, play of the game. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right. I want to remind you guys, uh, Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City, EskridgeLexus.com. Our guy Ed Eskridge takes great care of us. Uh, giving us cars to uh, try out, and so we can tell you guys about it. But uh, we've driven most of the Eskridge line. Uh, just fantastic vehicles. I've had one for over 10 years now. And uh, if you are a listener, he's a big fan of the podcast, big fan of Soonerscoop.com. If you're a listener, if you're a subscriber, uh, and you are looking for a new vehicle, uh, go uh, to Lexus, Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. If you're from out of state, call him, uh, and he'll work with you, especially in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, but uh, tell him you're a Sooner Scoop listener, subscriber. He'll work you a great deal, one better than if you were just a regular customer. So EskridgeLexus.com, go check out their inventory. Uh, a lot of new models that we're going to be telling you about throughout the season uh, as we're going to get a chance to drive some of those uh, to some high school games and uh, during some road trips this season. So looking forward to that, and thanks to Ed Eskridge and EskridgeLexus.com for being such a big part of the post-game podcast. But the player of the game... <laughs> I mean, they gave Jalen Hurts a helmet sticker on college football final. Can, can we name anybody else besides that? The, for the player of the game, probably yeah. not. I mean, he he was exceptional once again tonight. I, I think that uh, he even made a couple throws tonight that yeah. it was like, okay, that's that's what you want to start seeing. I, I thought the throw to uh, Charleston Ramble on the touchdown. That'll be uh, play of the game. Throw, that, was, <laughs> that was exceptional. That ball placement was perfect. Uh, even even the throw over the middle of the, uh, Drake Stoops, I thought that was a, a well-thrown ball, even better, probably an even better catch. But, uh, you know, you look at his numbers, 15 of 20 for 289, uh, three touchdowns, rushed 14 times. Zero interceptions. Zero interceptions. Yeah, was he ever even really close to an interception tonight? Mm, I don't know. Not, not that I can remember. No, I don't. I don't believe he's so. not putting balls in bad places. He's, he's not thrown, forcing stuff. He's thrown at least three touchdowns in every game this season. I, I know it's three three games in, but uh, he's he's been very very good. And I think that you know, in a way, it's a little frustrating seeing him. Still, I feel like has a little some happy feet every once in a while. But oh yeah, it's it's worked out for him. If you're averaging over ten yards a carry, I'm, yeah, it's like I can't I can't I can't find faults with. What they're doing offensively right now, it's it's working too well right now. Yeah, you go back to that throw to Rambo. I mean, Rambo said flat out it was just a little curl route. And once he saw Jalen move, it became a scramble drill, and it just worked out. It almost looked like it was by design. But that was clearly just mm-hmm. two guys understanding. Play breaks down. They got to make something happen, and there are two guys that definitely can do that. Well, like I said, 99 yards uh, with uh, just just on the ground in the very first drive of the game that led to a touchdown. He ends up with 150 yards rushing on the night uh, with that touchdown he had on the opening drive. And you know, outside of that, I mean, just the offense. Uh, you when when it's kind of like we saw with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, which I think is a really good development. 
when UCLA came out of half and they took up almost the entire half, you know, took almost an entire half quarter. Uh, was it 14, 15 play, 75-yard drive? Yeah, I think it was 14. Like 726 off the clock. Uh, the offense had, you know, looked kind of, you know, crappy, and they, they turned the Jets on, man. They they got it going again. Yes, they did. And, you know, I, I think it's going to be I, – I don't want to be critical of what they've done, it, obviously. I mean, it, it's worked out, and they've been really good. But when you do see a – a better defense. I'm I'm very intrigued to see how this offensive line responds. Uh, I I think that you know there's they didn't solve everything over one week. Obviously, uh, they're gonna have to, it's gonna have to be a continued progression in the right direction. And you know I think that Bill Beanabo was probably um, I I would be interested to see what his takeaway was from tonight. As I don't far think as he'll, the way that they played. I don't think he'll be like he was last week. He, he well, was, he ever be like week that too. Again. He was pissed off during pregame. I mean, he was getting all up was in he? some of their asses. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'll I'll send a little audible here. We named Jalen Hurts. Let's name a defensive guy because I really think we need to highlight Jaden Davis and the night he had. He led the Sooners in tackles. Uh, he you know he's had a pick last week. Uh, he had some great tackles in open space tonight, and, and once again, just really affecting the game. Uh, and. I just see him getting more and more playing time. Yeah, he's just playing the position a little bit differently than what we've seen in Norm in the last couple of years. You think about that stop that he had on third down that forced that field goal that they then missed. That's just something that tackle isn't made in the last two or three seasons. And the, his ball skills, you're just seeing he's right where he needs to be almost every single time. He the tackles, Some of the tackles he's making in the open field – uh, I see them, and I think to myself because I've seen it so many times before. Derek, going back to Derek Strait, like, yeah, keep doing that, young guy. You're gonna need shoulder surgery in the off season. Like Aaron Colvin yeah. was that way too. Yeah, he has no problem throwing his body in there. I, he has played well enough that it makes me think that he is probably working his way. I don't know about into the starting lineup, but I, I agree with both of you. I think he's gonna see more snaps. Do you think that? Uh, and again. It's okay if you play multiple sure. cornerbacks. They're going to do that. <laughs> Trey Brown, there's nothing wrong with Trey Brown. There's nothing wrong with Parnell Motley. They're just going to play guys, you know, they're going to rotate. Let me ask you this. Going into a bye week, do you do anything? I mean, I it, it's pretty obvious. The, You know, if you want to say left tackles, 1A, I think 1B is safety. Do you right. think they try to toy with anything going into a bye week as far as I mean, I, I, I don't know if Jane Davis can play safety. I don't know if Parnell Motley can play safety. Uh, do you think that they try to do anything here over the next week as far as get somebody else in there? Because, I mean, I, I don't want to kill the kid. I don't want to just bash on him for no reason. But it seems like Patrick Fields uh, maybe not the answer back there right now. I think he's the – I think kind of like left guard it's best or left option. tackle. He's the best thing that you got. Yeah. I mean, and you might – you're going to have – I mean, I just think Alex Grinch – He's got to be smart enough not to do anything rash. To, I mean, to move someone and hurt another position to shore up. Are you going to go? You want one bad position? Or do you want two bad positions? Sure. And you need for some like Fields needs to be mentally bad tough is enough tough to say. I mean, you know, if you have a bad game, to not let this carry over. He's got to be able to just say, "All right, I wasn't at my best during this one. They put in broils, but that doesn't mean that I'm over and done with." Which you got to think that Robert Barnes is a little bit mentally fried. I mean, first one off the field again. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that tonight. I was 
I mean, it was it was weird. It's sometimes it's very alarming just how quickly that can spiral down. And uh, look, it, I don't I don't even want to start. I'm not advocating for any any movements. I'm just going to say it right now. I I don't want to see. I know we've had plenty of talks and joked about you know my stance that I think Trey Brown would be the best safety if you moved a corner. I'm not saying that. I I don't want to get into that. I think he's one of the best corners they've got. I think he and Parnell Motley and Jaden Davis right now give you a really good now Jordan Parker uh you know a state kid it was kind of surprising he didn't see a whole lot of time but obviously they haven't liked what they've seen out of him in practice recently yeah well you've seen Jordan Parker and Chance Sylvie sort of take a step yeah, back tapering back yeah so that uh, you're starting but to you know what Delarian Turner had a rough game last week and he came back and played pretty well tonight yeah it's just gonna have, probably have to be one of those situations that they kind of have to have to live with the live with the bad and celebrate the good almost at the safety position. And to be honest, that's kind of a scary comment when you know what's coming in the Big Twelve as far yeah. as some of the offenses out there. But I at the same time, I mean I guess outside of Texas, outside of OSU, who struggled today with Tulsa, I what tech I mean, lost to Arizona What tonight? offenses are out there in the Big Twelve that are just extremely you know, very good. And I, Baylor's I, not play. I mean, they're playing another quarterback besides Michael Brewer. A little really? Bit. Yeah. Charlie Brewer. Charlie Brewer. Yeah. They're playing somebody else. Yeah. A, a kind of a more dual threat guy. I don't know if he's been banged up or what's going on. Baptist, come on, don't don't do my guy Charlie like that. Okay, whatever. You you don't recognize the Baptist forever until it comes to benching Charlie Brewer. It's fine, though. And drinking on Sundays. <laughs> we don't drink any day. Uh, if I were a practicing Baptist, I would tell you that. Uh, so, look, let's do stock up, stock, stock down, because I think we all know where we're starting first, because I tweeted it out every time he caught a ball tonight. Stock up, Lee Morris, back on the board. Back on the board. Welcome back to the stat book, back to the box <laughs> score. <laughs> Two catches tonight. Uh, I thought... I thought I, I, same position, but I thought Calcaterra was right, good exactly. as well. Yeah, and he actually got passes where he didn't get killed when he caught him, and he he actually had some room to kind of make a move here and there. Uh, but continuing stock up Charleston Rambo as well. He is is he starting to become a guy right in front of our eyes? I think everybody kind of thought it was going to happen, but the last two weeks he has looked very good. Uh, you well, know, he led the team in receiving the first week too. I mean, he's been the consistent performer that's going to make it harder to get Bridges, Weiss, and Hazelwood out there as much as people want yeah. them to be there. Bob, do you think that are, are people game planning around CD? Is that what we're seeing as far as uh, opening more opportunities for Charleston? I think there's a lot of that, especially with this team because you remember Lamb destroyed the Bruins last season. He had one heck of a game. and I tweeted about this all night tonight, and I was paying attention to it. They were playing uh, a safety over the top wherever Lamb was on the field. And actually on his touchdown, what Lincoln Riley did is he moved him to an inside receiver position, uh, and he just did a slant real slow over the middle, and then he, uh, he turned it into a go or sluggo or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and UCLA just lost him, and he was just wide open by himself. Uh, because he ran across the field and that that high safety wasn't paying attention. So, uh, but every play when you look over there and he was outside, essentially he was had a, had a safety on top, 
uh, until they really couldn't stop the run game, and sometimes they would take a chance and not have a guy and bring him down in the box. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they totally game-planned around CeeDee Lamb tonight. There's no doubt. And I tried to get Lincoln to say that in the postgame. He didn't really want to, you know, get into that. Probably because he doesn't want other teams to try what UCLA sure. did tonight. Yeah, I mean, Lamb had two touches, and both of them were touchdowns. Yeah. But it just felt like, yeah, he definitely wasn't a, as big a part of the offensive plan tonight because – of what he did to the Bruins last year, they weren't gonna. They were gonna make sure that didn't happen again. You know, it's kind of crazy. We talk about CD getting, you know, quote unquote, I guess, defensively game planned out of the out of the game, and they just have so many options out exactly. there yeah. offensively. I mean, okay, you, you take away CD Lamb, they're gonna throw it to Rambo, or they're gonna throw it to Calcaterra, or Lee Morris, or they're gonna turn around and give it to Kennedy Brooks or Trey Sermon, and or just or, let Hurts run, or or let Hurts run, <laughs> or AD Miller. Stop that! <laughs> that's just that's just mean, Kerry. <laughs> what he played a lot tonight? No, he did. Uh, he did have a catch. You know what? Did he? You know what's no. funny is I think that I think Ramondre Stevenson is a very good running back. Like yeah. he's a third I'd, string running yeah. back, but that guy would start a lot of places, wouldn't he? I love the way that he runs. He's just a physical runner. Yeah, we're we're seeing what Lincoln and Jay Bulware were talking about. This being the deepest group they've ever had since sure. they've been in 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 Norman, and incredible after these first three games, how fresh Brooks and Sermon are going to be. Because I mean, there's they haven't had to do much of anything no, throughout no. these first three games. Are we still stock up? Yeah, we are. Uh, I'll go Jalen Redman. Oh like yeah, yeah. He's like starting to just. I mean, not show flashes. I mean, when when he's on, you get him and Perkins. You saw the back to back plays Though that was, today. That was great. That's, that is exactly what OU fans have been clamoring for. And when it comes to the line play, the last few seasons, he was very, very good. I mean, just you know, he didn't start, but I don't think that matters anymore. It Once again, like it, you know, if you get caught up in that stuff, you're you're just driving yourself crazy for no reason. I mean, I'm cycling through the board here, and somebody somebody started a thread. Where the f is Murray? Like, <laughs> just like did not hurt. Nobody's just just you're gonna have to adjust your viewing habits. I guess is, is we're, the best we're way to done say. With I, I, will, 80, I will say snap days. Yeah, I will say though that you know when you look up and you see Brian Mead out there in the first quarter of the game or the second quarter of the game and you do start wondering where Kenneth Murray is but he was just on the sidelines he he came right back in the next yeah, series yeah. uh how about it this might be a little premature Nick Benito yeah stuck he's up around he's the explosive. football recorded his first career sack Very I talked explosive. to uh Kenneth Murray a little bit about uh after the game about Nick and just as far as he said he can bend off the edge really well and I think that he's a, he's going to be a guy just in. Kind he's of the, around the quarterback a lot. I mean, kind of the same breath as Jalen Redman, as far as if he he continues to get confidence. And I think that that's more than anything what this defense. And I think you could continues almost, to do. You could almost put him in an Eric Stryker oboe kind of conversation. Just the way, like you said, he he bends really well off the edge. He's mm -hmm. he's rubbery. I mean, he can get around defend or uh, you know uh, offensive linemen. So, I mean, yeah, there's a real future. You're starting to see more and more from him. I was impressed with him. Too. And there's another one. Doesn't matter if it, he's starting or John Michael Terry. Yeah. Does not matter. Get used to it, folks. Brian Osamoa, how about stock up for him on defense tonight? He's looked good. I, 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 thought, I thought some of those young guys that got in and got a chance to play tonight really kind of took advantage of it. And I don't know if we'll put him on the stock up report, but 
you know, as long as we're going over first career first for a lot of guys, Isaiah Thomas had Isaiah his Thomas. first career yeah. Thomas, uh, first career sack in the second quarter. Uh, so, and you know, I I'll throw this one out there for stock up as well. It's a little bit of a weird one. How about Caleb Sutherland? Made two field goals, got on the board. I don't hate it. I'm not going to... Do you want to know something just insane that's going to blow your mind that I had no idea about that me and Bob were made aware of after the game? Um, Caleb Sutherland grew up a girl. <laughs> Close. 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 But, no. And how dare you... Uh, he was born a twin... How dare you? And he murdered how, him, but they twin. let him off. How, how dare you assume his gender? By the way, uh, we are in California. He's from Scotland. He's he's Scottish. Callum Sutherland is Scottish. He's from Scotland. Great. And he talks like he's from Scotland. He can. I'm not cussing because it's the post game, and I don't want to edit it. But he can Holy fake being shit. a Texan. That's he's faking being Holy a Texan. Holy shit! Is that not insane? I Ryan love Abers, this Ryan Abers showed me the, uh, or let me listen to the audio because he was it's made great. available. Oh, it's great. He's from Scotland. My mind was blown. Right now, he's sleeping in his bed. <laughs> yes. Well, he's probably sleeping on the plane, but insane. We got, you we know, got I'm it. Scottish. We got to get right? him in on uh, Monday. We got to, or Tuesday into the uh, I think Josh is, is Scottish, too. McQuiston, I think, is Scottish. I have no idea. I don't have a clue. I'm pretty sure that's correct. We got to get him in there, though. He got to talk to him. About he might it. be the Sooner Scoop poster boy now. If if NCAA comes through on image likeness, <laughs> he's going to be our spokesperson. Oh no! Do we want a guy that's too familiar? He's from Scotland. Damn it! He can okay. do what he wants. That's fine. He's great. Uh, no, that is fast. I did not know. I'm sorry for you know all the other stuff. I guessed before that. <laughs> Uh, I did. My prediction wasn't bad. It was forty-eight or forty-nine, seventeen. Yeah, I did. I it, it is, however, grossly, uh, you know, bad in the fact that I picked Jaden Hazelwood to have his breakout night tonight. It's just one it just of those didn't happen. Just Stock like down, Jaden Hazelwood. They've I'm sorry. all said it. Lincoln said it. The receivers have said it. You're not always going to be the top top guy, and if you can accept that, you'll be okay. And that. It'll be another one of those uh, moments where we'll look at social media and see what the family and friends of guys like Bridges and Weiss are sort of saying. I mean, that's that's tough when you're so highly touted to know that you're not going to do much until late in the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, and here's another thing. Um, this isn't stock up or stock down, but it goes right along with didn't we get a little bit of a message tonight saying that, uh, yeah, we'd like to redshirt Spencer Rattler? Just because he didn't get in the game? Yes. Probably. Uh, I mean. I don't know. You don't think it was a, I just don't you think, don't think I it, was, it was not a message, but a, an indication? I just thought the way the game played out with the Bruins just, just dominating the third quarter. Not dominating, but just taking the time off yeah, the yeah, third quarter. The they dominated the clock, yeah. They, they want Tanner Mordecai to run the offense, not to just go in and hand the ball off. They want to see what he can do when he's actually asked to run what what the Sooners do so well. Yeah, but, I, I told somebody before the game, it's like, Tanner Mordecai has not played a lot of football at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. You've got to get him. And that's what that's even why I made the comment to you uh, during the fourth quarter, Bob, when you came down to the field. It's like, it looks like Lincoln Riley's running it up. I mean, he's passing the ball with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, but they're just trying to get him reps. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to wait till it's I mean, a you're blowout, in deep, he's going to be deep, handing it off. You're in deep shit if Jalen Hurts get, uh, 
gets injured. I mean, you're basically turning over the offense to a guy that hasn't played a lot. Yeah. I think this is the second out of these three games where they were like one score away from being able to really go in with the second and third string. Remember, with Houston is 42-17, but then the Cougars start to score. The same thing here. If the Bruins don't score right out of halftime, I think we see a heck of a lot more of those younger guys. But that sort of kind of took away their chance to do anything in the fourth quarter. And and that's another thing about the backups. It's like you can tell every time that they have a position uh, where they're young, they try and get those guys as much time as they can. They want to develop. Uh, you know, it's, Batter it's, places it's, where they're thin. See Ben Ben McIver coming in for Creed. Right, McIver or McIver, what? However you want to say, Ian McIver. Uh, he comes in a lot. Like he comes yeah. in early, and and every time you're like, oh, I took Creed Humphrey out of the game. Like, oh, well, it's just they're trying to develop Get those depth. goddamn snaps down, son. He keeps I mean, every <laughs> yeah, time. Jalen Hurts is trying to have to jump for him. It was not good. Uh, I hate to say this, stock down. Because it was a homecoming, but Buki tonight, after such a great performance a week ago, didn't back it up with a you know at least even a consist a consistent performance. He puts himself some bad he puts himself in bad positions sometimes, and then he has to try and go for the leg tackle, and he whiffed a couple times, and I I think that that is a situation that uh, is going to have to be figured out because he's just not big enough to bring guys down by himself. He has to go. And basically hold on for dear life and hope that somebody else comes around and and and, and kind of rallies to help him. But uh, you know, at the same time, it just it I don't know. It I there's you look at that safety position, you look at that nickelback position, and I think there's some there's some left to be desired uh, you know options out there. But it's safety. I mean, Alex Grinch has been telling us since the spring. Oh, he, I mean, it's, it's, this, if yep. you're surprised by this, you shouldn't be. They've been saying it since uh, April. I'm going to stay secondary. Even though he got his first career pick, Trey Brown doesn't look like the lockdown guy that I thought he would be hmm. through these first few games. More, uh, I don't know if it's miscommunication or him just not being where he he needs to be, but he seems to be a, just a little bit off. I thought he would be a more dominant of a player at at this point. Did get his first pick, yeah, but I still say it's stock down, and maybe it's because it's more of a stock up on Jaden Davis as much as a stock down on Brown. Uh, stock down. This is my last one. I promise. Uh, Tyrese Robinson. I mean, two holding penalties. Uh, you had such a big stink made by Bill Biedenboe about this offensive line. I know he's young. It's probably not fair. Uh, it's a lot worse when, you know, Eric Swinson's having holding penalties. But you got to know coming into this game, uh, and, and even not just a holding penalty, but even in that time, he had a he had a play where he just let a guy go at sack Jalen uh, Hurts. Because he didn't point, hold him. Yeah. Because he didn't hold him, <laughs> That yeah. was the first sack of the year, right? First I believe sack so. Loud. Yeah. Or did South Dakota might have gotten one last weekend? There may have been remember. like a tackle for loss that it was him scrambling. That sure. wasn't, but this was legitimately just in the pocket. No, this was a sack. Trying to throw, you know, down the field, and he he ran out of time. You know, the the holdings, it it's not a big deal because you look at the score, and you know, obviously they won by thirty four. But I'm telling you, those are those are the types of penalties that, whether it be in the Cotton Bowl or against, uh, you know, whoever in the Big Twelve slate. If it's forty-two thirty-five late in the game against Texas, and you get a, yeah, and you get a hold, and you got that a can third change and the five. entire complexion yeah. of a game. You got to clean that stuff up, or you're gonna it's gonna end up getting you beat. 
at some point down the road, whether it be, uh, you know, down in down in Dallas or in, the, in a Big 12 championship or God forbid it happens in a college football playoff or something. Outside of that, I can't really. I mean, I don't have anybody to, to add. I mean, no, I some, mean, there's overall, there's guys that positive. didn't have great nights, but they're not really deserving of a stock down. Right. You wouldn't say Deshaun White was a stock down. You no. just say, or yeah. Jeremiah Hall. You yeah, know, he got a chance to run the much. ball a little bit and didn't do much. I mean, wasn't as involved in the the offense overall, but. I don't know, guys. It was just it was a strange game. Uh, it felt like it was over at halftime. It was very hot outside to start, but it was you know California hot. Even though I was sweating my ass off by the time I got to the press box, uh, the the crowd made it very strange. To it's be odd. in the Rose Bowl it's, and see it like that is just odd. It, I mean, like in L.A., everyone's writing articles about. How bizarre it is that this is happening in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that, that's the story that Arash Markazi, Markazi was working yeah. on, I think, mm-hmm. this, uh, tonight. He's calling he this for the, the LA Times. The Rose Bowl is one of the most glorious settings in college football. I think this is a byline. It's, it's a paraphrase. The Rose Bowl is one of the most glorious settings in college football, and it is. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, it's it's a, a fantastic. It's unbelievable. And he said the Rose Bowl, UCLA regular season games have become you know mm-hmm. one of the most embarrassing things about college football. I just, I, I think our buddy uh, Jason Kersey tweeted it as well, like, from a setting standpoint, the Rose Bowl, top five sports venue in all of sports. Yeah. Uh, UCLA like when they're uniform shoot, shooting in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that was just that. I'm not gonna. That's not the Rose Bowl's fault. All right, damn it. <laughs> was the there a cleaning crew though, or someone? You see the UCLA uniforms, maybe one of the top iconic, five combinations. Yeah. Iconic. It's just pathetic. It's sad. What that entire like. I, I was telling a couple people down in the photo room uh, in, at halftime, like, that is just, that was one of the the worst, just kind of sad. Like, I felt bad for the US, UCLA players at to a certain extent. Your leaders are so hot. I, I mean, know. You want to just, just go over and console them. Yeah, that might get you a, uh, <laughs> a restraining order, but it just, it's well, if sad. if it's really bad, you know. It's sad what it has become. It's like having daddy issues, I mean. I bet I bet of a couple of them from the valley that have some daddy issues for sure, <laughs> from San Bernardino or something. Is that the first game, Eddie, where you've been at end zone when not a single person has been? Yeah, there? there's literally sections down by the field that were empty. I tweeted I tweeted out a picture of it. Right. Uh, yes, I would say so. I mean, there's been what year was that? It, down at the Floyd Casey at Baylor's old stadium mm-hmm. the year mm-hmm. before. Or two years before they finally closed it, when Robert Griffin beat OU, right? They were that was really poor. That was that was kind of embarrassing. Kansas has been embarrassing, but Kansas still, at least the students like somewhat show up. Uh, the it just it felt like it was a high school crowd. Is is the only way that I could? Yeah. Uh, even it was like going to Jerry World for a state. You know semi-final sure. or something or something that it's just like it's such a big place there's just nobody in it it's just i, I mean, mean there's like 52,000 there were more OU fans there it and looked it, like it, it was, looked it like was it, probably it looked half like and it half. was debatable but yeah i mean you can half. make that argument like it was just it's sad i don't and i don't know i mean chip kelly's probably not going to make it after this year unless they just really don't give a damn about football which could be the case it is just like you watched down on the sidelines. It just seems like such a different world. Like everyone's beautiful. 
like the you can see like the big money guys versus like and this is one of those games like the big money guys for OU come you know and you oh, see yeah. them on the sideline versus the UCLA big money guys and it is it's like Hollywood versus um I don't know regular Joe you know, I didn't see anybody. And, and I'm sure, I, I I'm sure the looking. OU big money guys have just as much, if not more money. Sure. But if you live in L.A., you, you've got to look fantastic. And you've got, you've got the means to little, look fantastic. And there's more li- people to help little, you make, look, make you look more fantastic. A little surgery on the face, tighten everything up yeah. in front. Get some, you know, custom jeans that look a little better. I, I never really saw anybody that was a quote-unquote like celebrity. On the the field. I mean, oh, you at least had. uh, I saw Taylor Griffin. Buddy was down there. Right. Uh, Buddy Buddy was up in the. Yeah, we actually rode the elevator down with Buddy. We rode down with Buddy. JR, obviously, he's a mainstay, though, on the sidelines for Oklahoma. Uh, Trying to think if there's anybody else that I just. that really stuck out to me. I don't think there were. Interim president. uh, Joe Harris? He was here, yeah. Is it Harris? 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 I don't know, I have I I have We're a friend terrible. That, I have a friend that he was their their professor in law I school. I bet he's a, I bet he listens I to the podcast. Call him. He that that guy can dress. He dresses. He's very a good dresser. Well. Yeah, very sharp. Uh, we can we talk about Roy Manning? Oh, that was a great suit. <laughs> great. That suit. was so good. Great suit before the game. What, I, what was that? A was it? Would it be salmon? I would say it was legitimately like muted crimson, like okay. muted crimson. Oh, I mean, it was. Is it that was, a color? Is muted crimson a color? It wasn't pink though. It, it was, was. It was. Yeah. It was a red a shade of. It was a just a. I, I mean, it would be like if you had a. a I don't know. I'll a, say it. Overwashed crimson suit. I'll say it. White guys can't wear that. Mm. White guys can't wear that suit. <laughs> I told Joe C he's got to get that suit, and he said, "No, nah, I can't. I can't pull it off." White guys can't wear those suits. Even Joe knows. It's okay. It's okay to say it. It's okay to admit I thought Chip it. Chip Viney was dressed to the nines. I, I missed him. I, I didn't see what he was he wearing. He had on skinny suit. He had on a skinny suit. Oh, uh, really? Which you know, none of us could pull that. Well, Bob, no. maybe, but maybe Bob, yeah. but it because he's skinny. He was a Bruin, so he he was. It was a big day for him. I'm sure. Be coming back. Man, I wonder what he thinks about just everything that's going on within I that bet program. He's not happy. I mean, just kind of embarrassed. Yeah, he played there. I mean, no, nobody's going to be happy with that situation. No, I mean, how could you? I'm sure Chip Kelly hasn't made a lot of friends in the administration. You don't see Chip Kelly going around glad handling everybody. No, can't see that. By the way, the Big Twelve started out so well today, and then it, you know, other than OU, it's kind of a crapper night. Iowa State. Did you see how they lost? God, yes, we so saw bad. it finally. Oh my God! So they were Iowa was kicking, and I Iowa mean, it's State not like they the were going to win if they, they were gonna, got the punt. But they were going to be down one with about two minutes. Yes. Left. God, that's. I I told you guys uh, when you, you guys got down to the it, field, it's like there are a few things that are guaranteed in college football, and you can now put Iowa State losing, losing to Iowa to Iowa in some kind of crushing, just t- rip your your soul out of your body. Type experience. That's that's the way it is. And I have no idea what happened State, to Texas. Iowa State's Tech little brother. Uh, from what I saw, it was twenty to fourteen. Tech punted. Uh, the ball was downed on the one yard line, and uh, Arizona proceeded to go on ninety nine yards, like a twenty play ninety nine yard drive in which they ran the ball like seventeen times and just ran the ball right down Tech's throat. Wow. And I, I think the biggest story of that is is. Bowman got hurt. Oh, uh, came back okay. shoulder. 
came back in the game, threw a 66-yard touchdown pass or a 66-yarder that put him in uh, in the red zone. They took the lead. I mean, it was 14-13. to 13, And then I think Tech only had one more series of offense after that. Like, they just couldn't get off the field. I mean, the great, I, they're the, going to go through some, some growing pains with Matt Wells, I think, just the, as far as the culture. The great thing about today being out on the West Coast is we got to see a lot of games. You know, before we went out there, Eddie was very upset because – there were no games on after. Once well, it's over, it's over. After, though, you game, I like, you know, maybe having a beer and watching yeah. the end of a Pac-12 game. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoy would trade that, too. In, I would trade in the 9 a.m. start for a 1 a.m. finish, and I, I guess that's the way that we'll get that back here next week. But, uh, you know, you, I mean, we're sitting around watching games today, and, I mean, Kansas State represented well. I mean, hell, Kansas beat Boston College out of nowhere last night. You're, I would say you're going to have a hard time finding a more surprising final than the Kansas-Boston College game the rest of the season. I, yeah. There were 19-point underdogs and won by 24. West Virginia won. Like, West, West Virginia, Virginia I had given State. up on them. I mean, uh, I, I told somebody earlier, like, the ACC outside of Clemson, they have to quit playing football. The ACC is awful. I mean, I watched that North Carolina West Wake Forest game the other night, and it was kind of awful to watch. Yeah, Wake Forest was up, and, and then North, North Carolina, Carolina had a chance at the very band, end. But back. and they called the guy. They they said the game was over when the guy clearly stepped out of bounds with one second left. Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> and really then the ACC me. had to issue a statement saying, "Yeah, we screwed that up." But when, when they were going to wind the clock, they wouldn't have been able to get a playoff, right? They would just had to snap After the first it down? that very second. I guess, yeah. I have no idea. I don't either. NC State's embarrassing. But the though. thing is, Big Twelve for the most part represented. I mean, it's. I was thinking about this today. I mean, the Texas Tech loss change. It doesn't really really change things, but it it takes some of the. I don't know some of the the glisten or the shine off of sure. of things a little bit, but. You had Kansas, KSU, TCU, all going on the road. Is it too much of a hot take to say if OU wins the Big 12 this year, it will be their most impressive Big 12 title uh, of the last five? Just because everybody is kind of grouped in that lump together. Because there's no just shit teams. Yeah. I mean, every game is going to be tough, I would would say. Like, you can't – in a way, like – Kansas is still on the schedule, and I don't think Kansas is going to still. Uh, Kansas isn't competing for the Big Twelve Championship mm-hmm. by any means, but that's a game that you just can't show up and win anymore. I think that they certainly have done enough, and I, you know, Oklahoma I think everybody State's has not enough. easy. I mean, they're tougher out than they were a year ago. Sure, they. And they State's it not. Sounds like they easy, didn't play that well for a half, and then kind of pulled away from Tulsa. Kansas State could be a team that gives everybody trouble. I mean, I think they're the new. I don't know if you make me do power rankings right now. I probably do Oklahoma one, Texas two, Kansas State three, Oklahoma State four. You just can't put Iowa State up there, and that's kind of why I've been beating that drum for the last couple of months. Like I, when you lose as much talent as they had on the on the offensive side of the football, the problem is they do this every year. They go out and lose to yep. Iowa, and then they turn it around. Yeah, and they'll they'll play well. They make the conference look bad. But maybe the conference is too good to allow them to do that crap anymore. Well, it's just kind of bullshit. I mean, Iowa's not a good football team. They're not. They're ranked. I know. They've got, got a veteran quarterback. You got to rank twenty-five teams, and something you got to get somewhere. So I look, but I, I think the thing is, Oklahoma three games in, Jalen Hurts. 
I, I was hear, hearing ESPN talk about it tonight. They think he's one and two with Tua, which the national people would love that. I mean, they would love would, a Tua Jalen Hurts. You see Hertz. Tua's game today? Uh uh-uh. uh. Really good numbers. Like 466 he's, and yeah, five. Yeah, that's an Alabama yeah. uh, passing record, isn't it? And who'd they play today? Alabama, South Carolina. South oh, that's Carolina. Right, yeah. yeah, I saw a bunch of West uh, Muschamp bitching today, so. Yeah, it's not, it, was, it was a close game. It was 17-10 at halftime. And then, uh, For South Carolina to lose to that North Carolina team, that's, yeah, that's ooh, bad. Boy. It's very bad. They should have uh, started the Hilinski guy right out of the gate. Yeah. But, look, for Oklahoma's you know, purposes today, the defense, no, it's not perfect, but it's it's not a disaster. They made a lot of plays. Say they had two turnovers, two interceptions. Uh, they got some stops on fourth down. Uh, they did give up, you know, a play here. I fully expected this defense to get burnt, you know, a time or two a game, just yep. not to completely collapse. And that's, that's basically point. seeing what were happening. They haven't been beat over the top happening. yet, have they? Through three games, I don't think they've been beat over the top. So. No, they've given up a bunch of stuff underneath, and I guess, a lot of people have tried though. No, that's true. That's true. There, there was a couple times today that uh, UCLA took a couple shots. South deep Dakota early. tried a little bit, and it was just. Ba- I mean, I just don't think they had somebody that, you know, what was surprising. And I mentioned it to you, Bob, last night was I thought Houston looked a lot faster on television last night than they did uh, that first weekend. I thought Derek King looked a lot faster. And I don't know if that says something. Does that say something about Oklahoma defensively? And I hate. But Stevenson looked faster too. the receiver number five for them. Really? Yeah. Like I I, I hate to make he was the guy that Kenneth Murray almost ripped his ripped in half. Oh, the guy when he clotheslined him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Murray hasn't even... No. He's I mean, just been okay the last... But I That's think all the, they've needed. I think right South now. Dakota was, you know, it was a different game. It was an outside edges game. Tonight, he was involved in the run game. I mean, I, I've watched through the binoculars, and when they're running the ball, he's heavily involved. He's not, yeah, he's he's not getting a lot of tackles and credit for stuff that he's doing, but he's actively involved. Like, he's not... There are very few times where I've just seen him watched him through my lenses and gone, oh, that's ugly. Like, maybe thought, once or twice. Uh, you know, one guy that we haven't mentioned the entire podcast that we probably should throw in there, I thought Laurent Stokes made a couple of really nice plays. Yeah. And I, I know Josh would want his name thrown out there because I saw him praising him on Twitter during the first oh, half. Okay. So, uh, I, he played really well, though. And that's the thing. I mean, he doesn't have to do it the entire time. He can go in, show flashes, put in Redmond, do the same thing, get these guys between 30 to 40 snaps instead of 70 to 80 be fresh and both look really good at different times. You know, and and I'll give some credit. Let's let's throw a little stock up before we wrap up here. I want to throw it to uh, the coaching staff, and you start that with Bill Bedenboe, uh, Lincoln Riley, because they were. And I wrote about it this week. They were actively trying to look for a letdown because of this game, the quality of athlete that UCLA has, not necessarily the record. Uh, and they got Oklahoma to come in here and play at a very high level. They played well from the jump, uh, and this game was theirs. There was never, you know, the only time it was remotely in doubt there was any drama at all was right after halftime when they went on that seven-and-a-half-minute drive. And credit, and credit UCLA. They made a couple of plays that they had. To, they were backed up in third down, I think, a couple times during that drive, and they just made plays. And yeah. I think even Alex Grinch said that, uh, after the game, he put his defense in some bad spots there, and yeah. you know I, how much is he really just covering for his for yeah. his guys there? I I I don't know, but um, you know they 
I I think it's positive. I think defensively what we've seen, and we saw it last year. I mean, so again, you got to pump the brakes a little bit, but it's just there's a different feel out there, and it it it's almost it's almost stupid to say, but it's like you do feel like there's a sense like the players believe in themselves a little bit more as far as what they're doing and what they're being asked to do. And they're cohesive group. That was what we heard time and time again tonight. This they love being around each other, love watching each other, cheering for each other and building off of each other's success. Com the complimentary football phrase that we hear a lot. You you're seeing it with this team. Uh okay, so I think it's it's probably the schedule. You looked at it, you're like, well, it's not the most exciting schedule, but it sets up really well. Now you go into a bye week, uh you've had your, you know, tough road trip which you're not just talking about on the field, but you come out to L.A., I mean, it's a longer flight. Uh, there's more travel. There's more traffic. There's just more logistics involved with it. And that in itself, I mean, we can tell you, we're, we're not young. We're not 18, 19, but it wears on your body. Like, it's, it's a different type of experience than just going to play in Dallas or, you know, going even to Manhattan, Kansas, unless you're sitting in an airport for 20 hours like they did that one time. Uh, so, I mean, now they have the bye week. You can start getting ready for tech. Start getting ready for Texas. And get Kenneth Mann back. Get Kenneth Mann back, which I think will happen. And I was funny because Alex Grinch actually mentioned him by name tonight, um, just kind of out of the blue, which he hasn't done. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I you know, it's full speed ahead for this Oklahoma football team now. It's going to be interesting. I think one of the storylines this week is probably going to be just as far as defensively, how do you get better during a week when you don't have a game on Saturday, when you don't have – something to uh i guess play for at the end of the week if you will and i i it's gonna i think that from a mentality standpoint that's gonna be kind of interesting to see how this team handles not necessarily a bye week but just how you handle uh trying to progress because i've talked so much about building on top of each performance what do you do when you don't have anything at the end of the week how do you how do you continue to build two players that i think the bye week is the biggest for We've mentioned one of them already, but Jordan Parker one, mm -hmm. Robert Barnes the other. I almost think that there needs to be like a you think they're going to give Barnes a more of a chance. Well, no, I'm just saying they need to somebody needs to clear the air there. I mean, somebody need they need to have a sit down, maybe to say, look, you really want this, or are you done? Because well, we would have said that about Justin Broyles too. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, he, but he seems engaged now. Exactly. So I mean. Like Robert Barnes kind of has to decide: is he, is he done with OU? Is he done with trying to be a star player in this defense? And and we've got one more game because what did we see a, a bunch last year? After four games, a bunch of people saying they're transferring because they're four. The games. rule, yeah. Yep. So after Texas Tech, we'll see if any of that happens in Norman. Didn't happen last year, but it happened like Kelly Bryant. That happened with that Auburn receiver for I for I forget his name. But some prominent guy decided, that's it. I'm done. We'll see if that, that happens here. What was the uh, Jalen McCleskey? Like, did yes, that? Yes, Jalen McCleskey. Uh, mm -hmm. And now he's got, like, two catches at, like, Tulane or something? Yeah, Green Wave. Wow. His dad's a coach down there, right? Is he? I think Is so. that what, it, what the connection was? I believe so. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's a bye week. We'll see if there's any movement there. Um, it just seems like every other position, though, on defense, linebacker, cornerback, defensive line. I mean, they couldn't be happier with defensive line right now. I don't think there's – I mean, other than Isaiah, you know, Thomas and, uh, you know, some of those young guys just getting more reps. I mean, 
probably be a big week for Spencer Rattler, you know, kind of get some reps decide, do we want to go ahead and redshirt him? Do we want to, you know, play him some more in backup roles? Yeah. I think you'd be foolish to redshirt him because if he's that good, he'll be gone in three years anyway. Yeah. It's like redshirting Kyler Murray. Hmm. I think Kenneth Mann, you, you'll get him back on the other side, it sounds like. Yeah. I I that, that seems to be the direction that it's going, so... Uh, well, I tell you what, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Eddie, Bob, yep. uh, it's been a fun trip. It's been uh, kind of what we thought it would be. I think yeah. it, we've gotten out of it what we'd hoped to get out of it, which is see this OU team get better, see fans be happy with a win for the most part. Uh, this was the best case. The worst yeah. case was they go back to what they've done before and they make mistakes They finally on struggle, defense. yeah. Exactly. This was the best case. So direction, stock up for Oklahoma football. That's what we know in the in the end. So thank you for listening. Thank you to uh, Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Uh, go check them out, EskridgeLexus.com. And, and remember, if you're looking for a new car, uh, you want to step it up to the luxury, uh, give Ed Eskridge and the folks over there at Eskridge Lexus a call, and they'll take care of you, uh, especially uh, if you're a Sooner Scoop a podcast listener or subscriber. So we've had the listeners before go in and buy a car. they got great deals. want you guys to do it too. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys uh, after Texas Tech, right? will be our next post-game pod. We don't uh, have a kickoff time yet. And that will Better lead us. be a night game. That will lead us into the Red River game. rivalry. Kansas. Or Kansas. Is it Kansas before? Kansas okay. at Kansas, then Texas. I hope it's a night game, I need game, to get though. home. I need the bye week. That's who needs the bye week. <laughs> we need the, the bye week, but then we also need a night kickoff because got the Kings, right? 20, oh, on the for 27th. September, yeah. Friday um, night before 27th. the uh, Tech game. Yep. Yeah. Before the Tech game, yeah. Come on, oh, Big that Twelve. Would totally suck if it's eleven a.m. It's going to be eleven. It's going to be that. I mean, that's three, everyone will die. That's three no, straight night games for game. OU to start. Oh, season. that's never going to happen. <sighs> Come on, Josie, just this once. Threaten to leave. Put out that message, uh, just like Bama. Threaten to threaten <laughs> to contract yourself from the NCAA. Yeah, everybody, keep Alabama football in your uh, thoughts and prayers <laughs> throughout the week. They have to play a game at eleven a.m. next week. All right, so thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you guys back here next week on the Eskridge Lexus post-game podcast from Soonerscoop.com.